The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, I'm Jason Neal, one of the co-owners of PW United. I must warn you that the Yellow Block podcast contains some strong language and adult themes. So be warned and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Yellow Block, a Peterborough United podcast. Wait, can you can you hear that noise? That's the wheels coming off our season. I'm Tim and I'm joined by Mr Matthew Kisby. Good evening, Tim. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, all things considered, I'm, I'm okay. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. And do you know what? I've had quite a busy weekend. Um, I did go to London. I did queue for 22 hours, and did I can you? proudly say I can. I can honestly, hand on heart, proudly say that after 22 hours in a queue, I did get through to my GP receptionist. <laughs> for fuck's sake! Um, doesn't it make you proud? Nothing says I'm British more than I will queue for 24 hours. To go and see a box covered in a flag. Nothing more says British to me than that. Well, so. it's, it's each to their own, isn't it? We, you know, we're not to judge. People deal with things differently. Hey, what else I did over the weekend? As, as, as it's only you and me, we can have a little bit more of an extended sort of intro today. Um, I did watch the film Maverick Top Gun, or Top Gun Maverick, I think. I got a new one. And it, yeah, and it was fantastic. I have to recommend it to anyone. The stunts in it were absolutely amazing. But it did get me thinking because they've all got cool signs, like cool, cool signs in the in that film. And I was thinking we should have some cool signs, shouldn't we? Um, Jared would obviously be um, Jared Fatman. Um, I think I, I don't know what, what I don't know what you would be. What would you be? What would your cool sign be? Uh, Gray Lefario. Craig Lothario, that'd be quite good. Yeah. And there was a good one in it because there was a, a character named Bob and his call sign was Bob. And oh. I quite fancy being having the call sign of like Kisby, really. Kisby, Kisby the babysitter, that can be your yeah. uh, call yeah. sign. Actually, no, probably for legal reasons, it's probably best not to <laughs> have that as your, as your or, call sign. <laughs> or the team. Something like that. Something cool like that. Right. Um, yeah, so that was my weekend, really. Uh, good. I watched half of Ted, and that was as far as my uh, downtimes stretched to. So, yeah, what a shit film that was. I don't know why I bothered started watching that. I was just, it, I knew it was going to be shit. Like no, it was just predictably crap. I knew it was going to be, but, yeah, I still found myself watching it. And, yeah, so that's uh, an hour of my life I won't go back. Anyway, since we last recorded, apart from watching movies, we've got a new Prime Minister, we've got a new monarch. Some things, though, don't change. We've played twice, lost twice, without scoring a goal. So we're whinging about that. That's all coming up on the Yellow Block. 
Some more positive news to kick us off, though, kids. Be um, Mr. Ivan Tony has vindicated many a posh fan by getting an inclusion into Gareth Southgate's England squad. So, as one of our own, we're over the moon, right? Do you know what? First time I saw him, and uh, you know, I, I like to think that I know most things in you know about football. First time I saw him, I said he's bang average. So <laughs> it shows you what I know about football, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I, I I think he was he was a, a, a when he came here. Funnily enough, he was bang average. I would argue he, he was okay. No, nothing that more than that. Season, yeah. um, when he left us, he was phenomenally good, wasn't he? I mean, we were only in League One, to be fair, and you know, a lot of people, myself included, thought, well, we'll see if he goes on and, and does you know bigger and better things. And clearly, has clearly he's been. Possibly the most successful posh, posh player out there. I mean, David Seaman's probably the most um, successful player, ex posh player, I would argue, purely because he played many, many, many times for England. And Ivan Tony, I would doubt, will be on that level, sort of thing. But you can't knock what he's achieved since he's left us. And he is a really, really top player. And I watched a little interview with him. I don't know who was interviewing him, but he came across as a really nice bloke as well. So it's great for him. But can I please make a, a supporter wide uh, appeal at this point? Uh, many posh fans, including myself, have always said to non posh fans that Ivan Tony will go on to play for England. Now that that's going to happen, Please, can we stop talking about him as though we raised him through some sort of kindergarten at the club? Because we didn't. He played for us for a while and did really well and was by far the best striker we've had at the club in recent past. But he's not played for us for years. Please, can we stop this weird obsession that we have with Ivan Tony? And I would stretch that to the club who keep doing numerous posts. I saw an interview with Barry Fry about the fact that Ivan Tony had made it into the England squad. He's not our player. He didn't come through our youth setup. We're delighted for the lad because he's a nice guy. But please, can we draw the line under the Ivan Tony era now? Because he's had his time at the club and he's done what we said he was going to do. I think the reason people like Barry Fry are trying to pick him up is because they're looking for the next Ivan Tony, aren't they? Because they're looking for the next payday, really. Uh, the Yank48 on Twitter says, uh, you could tell he was something special while at the posh. Lots of fans in the yellow block knew this day would come. So happy for Ivan Tony. And of course, we do uh, mirror that. I I'm delighted for Ivan, but that's it now. Can we just never mention Ivan Tony's name again unless we're talking about some sort of Hall of Fame or, or something like that. Do you get any money for him playing for England? That's the most important. Well, there, there's people on Twitter saying we do, but then there's other people. I think Dara said on his podcast that we don't. So, yeah, who knows? Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we just... The, the reality of it is, posh fans, Ivan Tony doesn't give a shit about Peterborough United. He doesn't get into his changing room after his game on a Saturday afternoon and rush to his phone to see how the posh have got on. He genuinely couldn't give a fuck. So please, can we stop caring quite so much about him and his career now that we've cashed in on him? Good. Anyway, rant over. On to Jason Neal then, Kisby. So um, if you've not heard this yet, uh, this is aimed at you. This is aimed at the listeners. Uh, if you've not heard the interview that we did with Jason Neal, it is still on our YouTube channel. Um, really interesting chat that we had with, with Jason last week. He touched on a few things. Um, I guess the biggest thing since then, I, I suppose, is is this 
rumor that started to gain a little bit of traction about Randy, um, Jason, and or Randy have unlike have unfollowed each other on Twitter. It's all very high schoolish, isn't it? Um, rumors about Dara throwing in the towel, but what a week doesn't go by when that doesn't happen. We asked Jason outright about Dara and their relationship, and he was adamant that they're they're great and that the three of them are working well together. Of course, you would expect him to say that. But reading between the lines, what I did find quite interesting is when we we mentioned to Jason about the fact that Dara said yet again in the summer that, you know, he was going to leave if X, Y and Z didn't happen. Jason just found it all quite funny and, and basically said, well, you know, he says that every year um, and seemed quite sort of dismissive of it. And I thought he would be quite defensive. He kind of just seemed to take the, the supporters stance on it, which is, oh, here's Dara saying that again. It's just one of the the nuances from that interview. But but what was your take on on Jason and I guess moreover the, the the ownership as a whole? I think Jason is very diplomatic. I think anyone who's in charge of an organisation knows it is important to be diplomatic a lot of the time. And I think he came across as diplomatic during that interview. I think he was saying a lot of the things that perhaps you would expect him to say. I think on that particular point that you raise, I think he was slightly more dismissive of, of Darren McAnthony. But to be fair, he's not saying anything that 99.9% of posh fans already believe and, and say themselves, i.e. Darren McAnthony is someone who likes to be in the limelight. I, it, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't deny that. He can't deny that. Um, and OK, some people are like that. They like to be in the limelight. I often think that he likes to own a club like Peter United to be in the limelight, i.e. being on the, in the limelight on the cheap, if you, if you see what I mean. You know, you can go out and buy Arsenal, couldn't you, and be in the limelight all the time. It would be quite expensive. So he likes to be a football owner because it gives him an opportunity to be in the public eye. It gives him the opportunity to go on Sky Sports News. It gives him the opportunity to do things like his podcast. And I think he enjoys that. And that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I also think that he does come out with a lot of rubbish, to be honest with you. And I think after a while you get, you think to yourself, oh, he said this, he said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said he's leaving. Yeah, okay, he's not gone. And and you sort of get immune to it, don't you? And I think after a while, you can't be diplomatic. You've just got to say, well, it's Dara being Dara sort of thing, coming out with more ludicrous things that he comes out with. And and a lot of it is ludicrous, to be honest with you. I, you know, if people want to believe it, that's up to them. Um, I think in any relationship, you had the odd falling out, don't you? You know, we work as a team on the yellow block. We have the odd falling out sort of thing. Um, I mean, you know, on air now, we're being very polite to each other. But off air, we'll be calling each other cunts left, right and centre, won't we, Tim? And, um, it, it, you know, you, you have the odd bumpy patch. You know, they're human beings, for fuck's sake. You know, they're going to have times where they wind each other up. That's, that's just a given. Do they get over it and then carry on? That's the important thing you have to ask yourself. And, you know, at the moment, they still are together, aren't they? So you can only work on what's in front of you. They're still a trio. They are still working together. Yeah, they may have had a little bit of a falling out. You know, they're, they're human beings. They're, they operate under a lot of stress, don't they? You know, we've not had the greatest start to this season. That is true. And that puts pressure on the owners. There's no two way that's about it because people like us come on and have a bloody moan about it, don't we? Everyone else is on Twitter, on Facebook, having a moan about it already. You know, we're barely started the season almost and and the pressure's on so you've got to expect them to react to that sort of pressure haven't you and then that may cause a slight 
issue between the relationship you don't know but they are still together at the moment um whether they will be in the future and the you know if the rumors are to be believed mccann is on thin ice at the moment for whatever reason you know obviously the results but you don't know what goes on behind do you so it, it we are in interesting times that is certainly true i think and it it, it, it yeah you know it could all come to a head for all i know uh, I think Eddie Moles summed it up quite nicely, the, the Jason Neal episode on Twitter. He's got some excellent test match from the 70s batting right there, um, which it was because, as you say, it was, he was very uh, on the fence with lots of the questions that we posed to him. Um, some of it was, honestly, as if you believed it too, this was aimed at Jason. A good listener, although I'd like to have heard, have heard sorry, some more follow-up questions or comments from the host. All three owners must be fully aware of the rumours. It seems to have dominated the, uh, the Twitter sphere over the last seven days, this this rumour that there's there's trouble at Mill. Um, now, there's often no smoke without fire, and I would say certainly in DMAC's era, the Twitter rumour bill has been right probably 95% of the time. Um, the rumour sort of appeared last night that, that McCann had gone after the uh, Bolton game. We'll talk about Bolton in just a second, but if we just focus on, on DMAC, uh, Kisby, uh, j- just in or out at the minute, are you are you Dara in or Dara out? Right. I've my view of Darren McAnthony has always been the same since since he came. Right, he is not my type of person as a human being. I have to say, um, he, he he doesn't embody the qualities that I prize highly in the human being. Shall we say? Right. Okay. However, I will hold my hand up and say he has been the by far by a country mile the um, most successful owner of this club i can i would it would be churlish of me not to admit that because it's true he 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 has got us from a bang average league two side to a a very good league one side that's what he's he's done in the time that he's been here no more than that we're not we're not a championship side we've never ever ever looked like a championship side when we've been in the championship not once for me not for 30 seconds right so he hasn't turned us into a championship side he's turned this but what he has done he's turned this into a very 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 good very competitive league one side and that is progress for a team like us right? it is oh. just just to quickly jump in Kisby, you're right and i want to pick up on that point because i'll forget about it otherwise you're right he's taken us from a bang average league two side to a good well maybe not so much at the minute but generally a good league one side and you're quite right that is progress i won't disagree with any of that my counter argument to that, though, would be: Is that enough in the time frame that he's been at the club? Right. Okay. So he's he's hit a glass ceiling, hasn't he? And he hit that a long time ago. We we know that, right? And that was that was when he was here on his own. Forget about in the last five years, he's hit a glass ceiling, right? So I think he probably realised that himself and thought, right, I need an alternative strategy if I want to do well with this club. I need to do something different because I'm doing the same thing all the time getting young players in, developing, selling on, that made us into a good League One team. That's good. Um, I think he then thought to himself, right, how can how can I do it? I still want to be involved in this club. I love the club. That's clear. I mean, that is also clear. So he got some other owners in, which is probably a, a good thing to do. And when, when these other owners came in, I thought, that's good. They seem to complement themselves quite well. They've all got different capabilities and, and skills. Um, that could, that could 
be very good for us. They've got obviously got money. They've got business acumen. That sounds like a good mix to me. And this was five years ago. Now, in those five years, we've done diddly squat on on the pitch. We've 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 been no better whatsoever. I would argue. Right. Okay. Off the pitch, again, to be fair to Jason and Randy, there has been quite a lot of progress. There has been a lot of progress with the youth development side of it. And I would also argue about getting younger fans into the ground as well. I think there's been a lot of progress on that. It's not something that perhaps the average fan takes any notice or to be fair, I don't really. But I think there has been much more involvement in school. So there has been progress, right? But on the pitch, which is fundamentally where it counts, you know, most fans, if not all fans, don't care what happens off the pitch. They do care what happens on the pitch, I don't know. And we've 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 not improved at all. You know, we, we are still a good League One team. I know we're not showing it at the moment, but we have got a fairly decent side still. So we are still a decent League One side. And um, but we're not we're not progressing, are we, on the pitch, which is where it counts. So perhaps again they need to have a, a think how they can progress off the pitch on the pitch sorry and i would also argue that the fact that um the stadium seems to have totally died a death and there seems to be zero possibility of it ever happening anytime soon i think that's caused issues behind the scenes as well because a it, it was seen as a way to generate income for the club which is a good thing okay uh, income for the owners as well, which is a good thing for them. Uh, and it was seen as a good thing for Peterborough itself, wasn't it, as, as to get a new stadium in, in the centre of the, of, of the city. And I think that's clearly not a lot. Well, the, Randy's came, come out and said the other day, didn't he, nothing has happened for months now. So that stadium is not going to be built anytime soon. And I think that has caused the owners to stop and think about things that's that's my take on it i certainly think that's had a, a, an impact on perhaps what we're seeing at the moment by, by, the, by the owners yeah no i'd agree and certainly i think you summarize it quite nicely there I, I think they've all they've all got different um vested interests in the club and i think what's what's i feel really uneasy about this kisby at the minute there's there's something Something's happening, and it could be related to the stadium, like you say. I think Randy has only ever been interested in that stadium. That that's been his stake in the club is 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 the the the, the stadium. And you're quite right. It, it seems like that there's something going on there. I'm I'm not entirely sure what. Um, Dara is the guy that wants to play with his train set he's he's bought this train set and he wants to decide which which carriages are on that that train and that that for me is the biggest issue at the minute it, it is the dara's handling of the football inside the one that i struggle with in terms of putting into a box is is jason um i can't quite work out what he, and i said one of the questions we asked him last week was do you enjoy owning a football club and he basically said it's not a hobby. Uh, so it's 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 business, ultimately, was what I deducted from that. Um, outrightly saying, no, he doesn't enjoy it. But I can't quite work out where his role is. Yes, we know he's done fantastic work away from the pitch that isn't the stadium. And there's absolutely no shadow of a doubt that we are off the pitch in a in a much, much, much stronger place than we were when they came in. 
Um, however, I can't quite work Jason out. I don't know where he's at. But but ultimately, you, you mentioned there the problem is on the pitch, and I, I think every posh fan can see that. Um, and that's down to, to to Dara. And, you know, I've been calling for, for Dara to go for, for a couple of years now, and there's no point in me echoing what I've already said before. I think we made a mistake in the summer. We come out of the summer saying that we'd really nailed recruitment. Um, in hindsight, I don't think we did. I think the, the players that we brought in aren't good enough, and I think we've made a mistake. And ultimately, again, for I think it's probably the fourth season in a row I've been saying this on the yellow block, that falls at Dara's door. And we did hit a glass ceiling with Dara years ago, um, and it's time that he steps aside. But he won't, Kisby, because he is earning a fortune from this club. You only have to look at the last couple of months. We talk about Ivan Tony there. Look at the last couple of months. Sammy Smuddix, where's that money gone? It's not come back into the squad. I know you get all this about debts and people reading the annual accounts and we've got all these debts to manage. Well, why have we got these debts? Where have they come from? Why have they been mismanaged in the first place when we've been had this business model that has been so, so profitable? Dara doesn't have any other flagship business that's bringing him in all this money. It's coming from our club. So he is he is profiting financially, and it's his train set. He's more entitled to do that. He was the one that put up, put up the money in the first place. But when it comes at the detriment of what we're seeing on the pitch, I have a bit of a problem with that. And so I find myself repeating what I've said for the last two, three years, which is, Dara, you've been fantastic for this club, and you've given us some real highs. But we've reached that point where we can't go any further. Uh, whether or not Jason and Randy are the two to take us further, I don't know. All I know is all the time that Dara is as involved on the pitch as he is, that's, we're not going anywhere. And we might get back into the championship, but it will be a rinse and repeat of the other three times that he's been there. And something's got to change because we're just in this cycle. And all the time we're in that cycle, doesn't matter what we do off the pitch, how many tents we build, nothing's going to change in my opinion. Do you know what, Tim? I bet after that little speech that you've just done, you don't get our producer doing eight years later <laughs> like i bloody well did when i did about a 30 second one um I, I i agree with everything you say to be honest with you i uh, they are businessmen they are businessmen i.e they're in it for, for for lots of reasons but primarily to make money right and and it's all very well us, us being on our moral high horse and saying what a terrible thing that is but that's the reality of life for a team like Peterborough United, if they were Russian oligarchs with many billions of pounds of swindled money from the Russian people, they could come in and treat it like a hobby. They could come in and treat us like a super yacht, couldn't they, that costs five million pounds a year to run okay and they'd, they'd be happy to do that because they're multi-billionaires um i'm pretty certain um only because jason came down to my studio in a gold star taxi once that they're probably not billionaires and so um you know they have to make it pay you have to pay the bills and you, you're right in saying maybe they're making money out of it but you know that from their point of view they're thinking, well, we've invested, we've bought the thing, we 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 entitled to make money out of it, and they are entitled to make money, of course. And like I say, I'm trying to be devil's advocate here a little bit because DMAC has been our most successful owner. We've had all apart from Peter Boyzo, who was a brilliant person but a lousy owner, 
recognise that there is a distinction there. Um, all our owners have been, uh, have been, I have to be careful here, um, spivs fundamentally, and they've never cared about the club in any way, shape or form, and they really just cared about the money. I think to be fair to the owners, they do care about the club. I think that is, it's, it would be unfair of us to say, they don't because I think they actually do, but they're mindful of the money side of it as well, and and perhaps that's even a good thing. Eight hours later, the new the new owners, new in inverted commas, have been with us for five years, and and where has the progress been in five years? And it's probably a little bit harsh of me to sit here and say, well, there hasn't been a lot of progress, but the reality is, on the pitch, there's been zero progress. Off the pitch, yes, like I've said. On the pitch, zero. And we are now finding ourselves in the situation. You see, what annoys me is people were baying for Fergie's blood, yourself included. And I just think, because I've been a fan for so many years, I've seen it in the hard times. And I know how good Fergie was for us. I know how it's, and we've changed it. And perhaps we've gone a little bit worse again, haven't we? Now, let's forget about that for the minute. Um, what slightly worries me is if we get other owners in it's a bit like who we're going to get for a manager are we going to get the top top manager in the country or are we going to get a very average manager are we going to get the top top owners in the country or are we going to get very average ones well i would argue be careful what you wish for because if you wish for a change in the regime we more than likely will get worse owners Right. Yeah, okay. I, get, I get this. And this goes back to the the discussions we had about Fergie last year. Well, who do we get in? But you, you're restricting progress if you don't uh, see when something is wrong and and you don't change it because you're worried about you know what the outcome might be. It's just a, for me, it's a flawed argument. However, I'm I'm pretty confident that within the next couple of weeks, something is going to come out of the woodwork with the ownership. Um, it feels like there's something there. Um, and nothing that, that any of them have done is is kind of given me peace of mind. But there's one other person that I, I don't think should be exempt from criticism, although seems to be avoiding the vast majority of it at the moment. I think most fans would agree that this team is underperforming at the moment. And I would like to include Grant McCann in that. I think that he has been poor so far this season. Now, I'm not Kisby suggesting that we, we pulled a trigger or, or anything like that. And I've seen people calling for that. I'm not at that stage. That's just silly. We know we can do it at this level. However, tactically, he's been poor. Yes, he's he's working with the, the chess pieces that he, he got given. But tactically, he's been poor. There's no plan B. Some of his substitutions have been farcical. There's He's sticking with players that, that shouldn't be sticking with. It's almost smatterings of Fergie all over again. Um, I think Grant needs to accept some right. criticism that's coming his way. I went on record many, many times last season of saying when Grant McCann came in, we didn't play any better. And I still maintain that is true. We got slightly better results. I think the players were playing slightly better, but that's down to the players themselves if because they weren't playing for Fergie. Otherwise, there was no difference. Right, I went on record and said that, and I think it's been proven because he's not doing very well this season, Grant McCann, I don't think. Um, for example, on Saturday, to play Ricky J. Jones, who has done fuck all every single time I've ever seen him, 
And I, it doesn't even look like a player for me. This is when DMAC comes out with some bullshit about how he was tearing up championship bloody defences. Bullshit, was he? He was not, I can assure you of that. And, yeah. and not a pop at Ricky J. Jones at all, at all. I just don't think he's ever really going to make it as a player. I honestly don't. Okay. Okay. It's not a, not a pop at him at all because it, it's we're not doing well because we're not good enough at the moment. I think we've got a good League One side. But as I've said quite a few times, there are a lot of good League One teams in this team. When when Grant McCann took Hull up, Hull was shit and they, and they finished first in that league. Hull were honestly fucking awful they weren't a great side in another time they would not have finished first of league one trust me and i think they also had a decent team coming down as well to league one so i think he had quite an easy time of it to 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 win league one right that doesn't mean he's fantastic manager doesn't mean he's a shit manager but it doesn't necessarily mean he's he's a brilliant manager so i think he had a quite an easy run so is he a proven winner sort of i would argue right um, he, he, I, I think he's playing the wrong tactics. I think he's playing the wrong tactics. The teams who are shit in this league, we will be right. We've come up against good sides recently and our tactics have been piss poor because we've not been defensive enough. I don't think. And I think we need to be more mindful of our fucking defense. who can't fucking stop letting goals in Bergstrom, right? Made two Two fucking saves that were world fucking class, and our defense still couldn't clear the fucking ball. Like listening to Dara's podcast with all this cussing, yeah, it's been Sunday. Wash your mouth out. Noise me like you wouldn't believe that I can see it. I watch our defense, and no one else can bloody well see it. Get that defense sorted. You want to do well in this league, get it sorted because there'll be a lot of decent teams up against that defense. And we've shown the difference between us getting a victory or getting a draw is often going to be one goal, and that will be down to the defense. Some players have have been played out of position, Burroughs has been awful awful this season really 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 poor and i would argue he's a better player than that because i've seen him be a better player so he needs to be played in a more attacking role i think and i think i think just the structure of our team sometimes get fucking four defenders on the pitch for god's sake and then we won't concede and then yeah. we can go on and score our goal that we i think we had zero attempts on target against yeah, bolton bolton they're not a bad side, certainly at Bolton. I never thought they'd be anything easy. But if we'd have got a draw there, I'd have been happy with that. And again, if we'd have had a bit of a better defence, we probably would have done. Um, but, you know, you, not, we're not a bad side. We're not a bad side. And, and, and it is early days, sort of, still. I still think we're going to finish in the top six. But I will also go on record in saying that I, I don't think we'll get through the playoffs. I just don't think we're quite strong enough to overcome the really strong teams in this in this league we're not going to finish in the first two no way no way in hell are we going to finish in the first two and it is partly down to McCann I'm not going to lay everything at his door um but I I do think that the the tactics sometimes and the, the substitutes this season has been bizarre I think really really bizarre at times and certainly he didn't start going back to the first game of the season didn't start Marriott did he he to me, Marriott has got to be starting, got to be starting every single game. Because if he doesn't, 
who are you replacing him with? Who have we got that's better? And and we just haven't. So he's got to be playing. And over the season, we, we will do quite well. I still maintain this. But already, I think we've lost the chance of winning this league or finishing second. Not that I thought we would, because there's good sides yeah. in it. But yeah. I think I think he's got to go down to... He's, the buck stops with the manager, doesn't it, really? I think so. Interesting to say about the top two, because um, at the time of recording, we are nine points away from the top two already. Um, it kind of feels like the season's getting away. By contrast, we're just four points off the relegation zone. Now, I'm not suggesting that we're we're going to get relegated, but that's just the contrast between the, the, the quality of the league. When we had Jason in, we asked for some questions and DJ got in contact with one. It wasn't one that we, we got to put to Jason, but he said, why is the retail offering at the club so budget? Low quality badges and materials, coats and jacket always late to market and poor quality stuff. And can you get them to stop splashing Pete United in font 1,000 over everything, please? Ever heard of less is more. And so we didn't get a chance to put that to Jason, but fear not, uh, at DJ underscore PUFC. The Yellow Block has teamed up with a local designer to offer a swish new range of T-shirts. La-dee-da. They're going to be available via our T-Mill store uh, in the very near future. Um, we'll have a range of tees. And, of course, in true Yellow Block fashion, excuse the pun, they'll be available just as the summer months come to an end. So, yay. Uh, keep an eye on the yellowblock.tmill.com over the coming weeks and bag yourself some new threads. And, and yes, disclaimer, um, we absolutely understand that that is in no way related to what DJ PUFC was asking. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, Bolton and Fleetwood, uh, the two games that we've uh, that we've played since we last uh, recorded a main episode. Obviously, the, the Forest Green game uh, was uh, rescheduled following uh, the death of the Queen. Um, Bolton, in terms of correspondence, uh, your mum's been on Irish posh, Kisby says. Uh, you can't have zero shots on target and expect to pick up points. Bolton fully deserved the win. Again, not much created by posh. Uh, we're dropping through the table like a stone now. Not sure what the answer is, but a consistent start in 11 would be good. Um, Pete Short simply said we're clueless. Pretty accurate. After the Fleetwood game, uh, Ian Mills says that was so bad. Uh, what was the game plan? Because it was just long ball after long ball. Time for a change of formation, 4-4-2. Lose the wing backs and long ball tactics. And then your mum also got in contact after the Fleetwood game saying, wow, we look like a bang average league one side this evening against Fleetwood. That wasn't much fun. An evening of dire entertainment. Looks like we're going backwards. Complete lack of quality of service to the forwards. Um, but when they did get it, they got sod all. Uh, just quickly talking about Ian's point there with the wing backs. Uh, interesting recruitment was was one of the issues that we talked about with 
uh, with Darren, I think sort of lies on his door. We all knew that we needed another wing back. Why can't Tom Linton get a game? We didn't get one. He said we got another winger. Um, there's there's issues with with wing backs. There seems to be a bit of a clash between what what Grant McCann wants to play and what Darren McCantony's given him to play with. Um, if we just talk about Fleetwood, kids, because I know you were at that game. Um, I'll be honest. After we we lost that game. I, I was kind of thinking it's just a one-off. It's just a blip. It's just one of those games where the team, for whatever reason, just doesn't turn up. But then obviously with Bolton this weekend, it kind of sort of proved that it wasn't just one of them games. And there seems to be a bit of a worrying theme developing. Yeah. You know what? If you could paint a picture of a League One team, you would paint Fleetwood Town because they were so League One it was unbelievable and you know what Irish Posh who's not my mother by the way (laughs) said um, that we looked a bang average League One team in that do you know what I'm going to disagree with him because I'm contentious this is the first time that you've gone against your uh, anonymous account on Twitter but do you know what it wasn't Fleetwood um, that looked it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't Posh that looked a bang average League One side. It was Fleetwood that looked a bang average side. That is worrying for me because Fleetwood sums up League One. I'm going to get crucified for this bloody quote, but I'm going to say it anyway. Fleetwood weren't shit and they weren't good. They were, oh. what, they were Mr. League One average, right? Because what they did is they came here big, strong, and they bullied us, right? And they had zero shots on target all all game. They had one, obviously, because they scored. So they got their goal, and that was it, because the big, strong side then just pushed us around, didn't let us settle on the ball. Every time that the wind blew, they were fucking falling down and 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 I nearly walked out after like you know five minutes that because I thought I've seen a million and one games like this and I can put my house on how this is going to end up and of course it did one nil because that's how it that's how it is in League One I know that because I've seen it many 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 times and 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 Fleetwood will be, will finish mid table they will be mid table I guarantee you so um, that worries me because there'll be a lot of other Fleetwoods in this in this league. Um, teams that are sort of all right, you know, no more than that. And we'll struggle because they're bigger and stronger than us. And then there'll be the Sheffield Wednesdays and the Ipswiches and the Boltons of this town, of this world who actually are quite good at League One level. And we will struggle against them. Again, struggle is probably a harsh word because, you know, we're only losing by the odd goal. But the odd goal is enough, isn't it? So you factor all that in. We'll stuff the teams at the bottom because we're head and shoulders above them. So you factor all that in, and that probably means finishing sixth. Which See, is I've got to pick you up on. I've got to pick you up on that. You and Jared said pretty much those words prior to the Forest Green and, and the Fleetwood game. You both said that you know these are dredges of footballing teams that they're, they're shy that we're going to steamroll them. I think it's really disrespectful and carries a. A certain arrogance that posh fans carry sometimes. This isn't personal, by the way, because I'm just making a point. Um, that we were better than these teams, and then we act really offended and hurt when they beat us. But Fleetwood proved that they're not a shit team, that they were better than us yeah. on the day. And I'd say the same for the likes of Forest Green and, and these teams that you keep saying we're going to just steamroll. I think that's really unfair on them. To be fair, Fleetwood were probably better than what I thought they were because they, they, 
they were came into that game uh, having drawn five out of five games. So they were difficult to beat, to be fair to them. Um, I, I I still maintain that we are better than than 50% of this league. Uh, I think when I watched this against Lincoln, who, who seemed to be a mid-table solid side, we were fantastic against them. We really... That's, Best performance I've seen in, in quite a few years, to be honest with you. We were that good. And I do still think over a season, we will be better than those sort of sides. I, I, I do think that. But there will be a lot of teams out there who we, who we do struggle to beat. And I think we, we, we're showing that already, aren't we? I think you can't read too much. In, I know we've lost five out of five, last five. I wouldn't read too much into that. Because I still think we've got a decent side. So we will win games in this league. In the championship, if we'd lost five out of five, I, I would be saying, Where, where's the next win coming? I, I can't see it. But in League One, it will come. And if we go on a little mini run of three wins out of three, which is possible for us because we're good enough, we'll all of a sudden be back in that top six quite comfortably sort of thing, certainly at this stage of the season. So... It's not panic stations yet, but we're not going to win this league. We're not going to come in the top two. That's that's very, very clear. And I said that last time I was on the pod, um, and it's just confirmed what I thought even then. So it's not panic stations yet, but getting in the playoffs when there's going to be a lot of other teams around you, perhaps that will worry me because I, I can't see us going through the playoffs. I really can't. Yeah. We've now lost six in a row. Little fact, courtesy of uh, Sam Edwards, he says it's the longest losing streak in a decade. The last time that we lost six games in a row in all competitions was August to September 2012. You were just in your early 60s then, Kisby, when they lost eight consecutive matches, seven in the championship and one in the League Cup. You do have to say October, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, looks slightly more... I want to say favourable, but then that goes against what I was saying about being disrespectful to teams. Uh, away at MK Dons, home to Burton, the rearranged home game to Forest Green Rovers, away at Wickham Wanderers, away at Oxford, home to Accrington Stanley, who are they exactly? And then we finish October with a, a little home game against some team called Cambridge United. So October looks okay, doesn't it, Kisby? But it's... yeah. I mean, you'd expect us to do quite well. And like I say, this early in the season, you get a few wins together and you will, all of a sudden, you know, people will be saying, yeah, we're only five points off the top now or four points off the top, whatever, you know, if we put a few wins together. Um, but I think that the the underlying reasons why we've lost some of the games that we've had are probably going to be, well, no, they will be still there in a month's time sort of thing. So the underlining weakness in this team um, for the reasons that I've pointed out already, I think will still be there. And I think then we'll go on our mini sort of collapse after that. Although it's, it's comforting to know that we've had our Christmas collapse like three early. months early this season, isn't it? It's, it's gratifying to know that we haven't had to wait. Okie dokie. So next up then we are back at London Road next Saturday for a home match against Port Vale. Uh, Port Vale mid-table in in different form, but they're in better form than us. Interestingly, over the last four, we sit bottom of the league form table, probably unsurprising. Uh, in terms of our record against Port Vale, we have won 17, drawn 16 and lost 18. 
the last time that we played Port Vale at home was a 2-2 draw back in 2016. You know what, what that means? It, it could be a win or a loss or a draw then, couldn't it, going on the stats? Um, it could. It, you're quite right. So where are you going with this, Kisby? <laughs> um, all bad runs come to an end. So it's likely to come to an end against them and we're likely to win. Um, unless they do a Fleetwood on us and come and bore us to death, um, which Fleetwood sort of did, really. Um, I, I can I can see us winning that game. I, like I say, we're not a rubbish team. Don't get it into your heads that we are, because we're not. You know, The key to us winning this game, right, is to get one goal ahead. You can do that. If we can do that, we will then go two goals ahead and we will win. And And I totally believe that still. Um, if we go behind, then it makes it difficult for us. You know, it's, again, it's not impossible for a team like Posh to come from one goal behind. That's that very doable for a team like Posh. But I think if we can get our noses in front, more often than not, we will win the game sort of thing. So, And we only need to get that one goal ahead. And then I think we'll, other goals will come in that game and we will win it. So it, it, it will come to an end, this bad patch, because we're not that awful. We're not a team that should be rock bottom because we're not. We're not that bad. We're much better than that. So I, I think it will come to an end and I think we'll get a victory. Um, it doesn't matter if it's only by one goal sort of thing. Two, one, something like that would be more than adequate. I think I think you've got to play the right players in the right positions, though. That would be my first you know, thing I would want to tell Grant McCann. Play the right players in the positions they prefer playing in. That's the first thing. And then you'll get the best out of them. Then you won't have people like me coming on and saying, Burrow has been, Burrow's has been bloody awful this season. Yeah. Okay. I know we don't normally talk about the um, pot noodle cup, but we actually play before the Port Vale game on, I want to say Tuesday night, might be Wednesday. I can't remember against Tottenham under sevens uh, in the pot noodle cup. Is this, uh, I mean, this is, it feels like this has got a little bit of meaning as much as we don't care about the competition, lose that and you've lost seven in a row, win that. And suddenly, all right, there's a better feel about the place. Normally, Um, Normally, I'd say lose on purpose because who cares about it? But you're right in saying we do need to end that 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 bad patch, don't we? So perhaps a win in that would be no bad thing in this case. Yeah, yeah very much. Uh, producer Danny's asked me to ask the listeners: Does anyone remember the old FIFA game where Robert Williams only agreed to record the title track if the game featured Port Vale? This was back in the day when only Premier League sides were on the game. Uh, humour him on Twitter, let him know if you do remember that, Um, because of course Robert Williams is a big Port Vale fan Um, funny enough actually, uh, I got tickets to go and see Robert Williams at Port Vale well it wasn't originally at Port Vale but it was rearranged to Port Vale after Covid uh, because my mum loves Robbie Williams so I went to their stadium to see him uh, a few months back now to shithole. So luckily they're coming to us in any case. But um, following out the week later, we are away at Milton Keynes. Now, um, this is a game that always goes one way or the other, isn't it? Some great memories at Stadium MK, but also in the more recent past, it's been a it's not been a particularly happy hunting ground. Difficult to know what's going to happen because if we lose to Port Vale, there's a lot on this game. Win at Port Vale, and suddenly the pressure's off slightly. But I would say. With the six points available in the league, Port Vale home, MK away, Kisby, I'm, I'm, we're needing six really, aren't we, if I'm honest now? I think that would, psychologically, we do. Yeah, I wouldn't say it, it's panic stations 
points wise because there's a lot of the season still to go but psychologically if you get those six points all of a sudden we'll be back in it won't we will only be a few points off the top again and we'll be in the top six sort of thing above cambridge and all the rest of it um and and everyone's happy again um so psychologically yeah where are milton Keynes in the in the league at the moment uh, Milton Keynes Dons, they're not having a great season. They are uh, just outside the relegation spot, okay. and I'm not stalling to bring it up. Oh, 18th, look at that, just outside the relegation zone by two points. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, you, if anything that I said in the last 45 minutes is true, I would expect to win that, you know. But as we all know, psychologically, we can't buy a win away from home can we we do, what is wrong with us that we cannot play away at these teams I and mean, how bad they are we just don't seem to be able to play we haven't got uh, i know we weren't great against fleetwood and we weren't but to be fair to us in the last couple of seasons that we've been in league one london road has been a fortress it really has been a fortress so perhaps we were due to have a, a poor um home performance more than overdue but we're more than overdue to have a Flipping decent away performance, away aren't one, we? yeah. So, <laughs> Last eighteen months on the road have been a been a challenge, isn't they? It's been um, it has been slightly reason, difficult, yeah. So, yeah, I mean that that's an ideal situation, isn't it? There's a little bit of history between the two clubs. Will should be up for that. Um, it's still early doors, so nothing's desperate, desperate at the moment. Um, six points, I see. I'm I'm not a fan of always saying, oh, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win, because no team does that, no matter how good they are. But you've got to think that, you know, if we want to finish the top bloody six, we've got to start winning the odd game. So those are two ideal games to win. You know, win, win your easy games and then compete against the harder teams. That's the way I would look at it. Take it one game at a time. I don't want to be, you know, all Gary Lineker about it or <laughs> whatever, but... You know, take it one game at a time. You know, get this first game out of the way, win it, move on to the next one. Um, but we we do need to start picking up some wins away from home. I think we'll we'll get them at home, but we need to start picking up some wins away from home. And we've got to play maybe in a slightly different way as well. I would argue. Just circling back around to what we were saying at the start and taking us off piste. Uh, um, talking about Jason No Kisby, uh, one of the questions that we asked was. Um, was he too loyal to Grant and he, uh, sorry, to, to Darren, to Fergie? And he kind of suggested maybe. With that in mind, if we do lose to Port Vale or or MK, so say we come out of out of these two games with, with three points or less, how much longer do they stick with Grant? Well, for the rest of the season, because what on earth would be the point of getting rid of grant mccann this early in the season for a club like peter benighted i can remember back when we were looking around for a manager and again every clown who had ever been to a posh game was i think jared was it jared who was saying that was it warnock he wanted him to come was it yeah was it was that, i mean in what fucking universe was that ever going to happen right we will not get top managers like this when grant mccain came i was actually quite happy because i thought that's the best we can do so you know i was quite pleased about that and it was the best we can do so I, I, i'm not even going to answer that question because it annoys me too much because is it just a stupid thing to say? You know, uh, oh, get rid of Fergie because he wasn't performing. Well, 
I argue he he was. Get rid of McCann because he's not performing. Well, you know, it's too early to say. What I just don't see any point to it, and it will cost the club money. And if there is internal division, what you don't you want a bit of consistency. What you don't want to be is changing. You know, if your owners want to leave, what you don't want to do is have your manager leave as well, or it'll be hello league two. And that's what worries me about changing owners, to be honest with you, because it, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility that if we do start changing everything at the club, all of a sudden this good league one team stroke poor championship side suddenly becomes a okay league two side and trust me nobody wants that all of a sudden we'll be thinking about all the happy times we've had in league one in the championship, trust me because league two is not a place you want to go it's like Walsall it's not a place you want to go to in any way shape or form you know and you should say that because producer Danny's got a little stay in Walsall this week so um... it Walsall is not a great place to go to as I say there is still bomb damage from the war in Warsaw, and that's not a word of a lie because I have been to Warsaw. Fair enough. Well, if uh, if we do fail to bag maximum six points, I I'd echo what Kisby says. I think it's far too early to be talking about uh, pulling triggers, particularly because I don't think this is all on Grant. Yes, he's had a poor start to the season. Yes, he must do better, but the fundamental issues at the club. Do not lie with the manager. Uh, any other points you wishes to you? And I'll try that again. Any other points you wish to discuss, Kisby? Um, let me think. I don't think there is Timothy. Good. Um, the, only, the, only point, the only point. The only point I want to ask is why wasn't Jared bothered enough to turn up tonight? Because that is pretty poor even for jared and he doesn't add much to the um proceedings but he's sort of a comedy foil for us both i think we'll agree with that won't we um mainly because we're not cleverer than him really aren't we but, um, by the way jared if you are listening thank you for inviting me to watch your um you know telly your 13 inch black and white tv <laughs> um in austria i hasten to add um he flies me Is over where you went yeah. So where you went this week was it Austria. Actually, our Jared is as we speak on his way to Windsor uh, to provide security for uh, a certain state event that's happening tomorrow. Can you imagine the terrorists rubbing their hands, knowing that Jared is going to be between them and the Queen's coffin? I mean, it's just it's it's happy time. I tell you what, though, as much as we joke, I wouldn't want to argue with Jared. He's a fucking unit. I, I, I wouldn't want to. I tell you what. Right, if you do go down to watch procession, procession, and you are behind Jared, you, you won't, won't be watching it, will you? You'll be seeing the back of his back. You won't be seeing any coffin, that's for certain. But um, yeah, well, yeah. in all seriousness, though, good luck to Jared tomorrow. It's a big day for him and all the yeah, security services. Hopefully, it it goes swimmingly. Uh, no, Dan either this evening, and he went to the Bolton game, so I wanted his. His view, but he's at a, a gig, some like grotty venue somewhere, as he seems to be. I don't know what he's going to do when he has his his new child. Um, That's probably he's why he's socialising now because he won't get any more time when he's got yeah. a kid. Yeah. Uh, no, how's Sam, as the, the dog, by the way, Tim, because he did make us um, an appearance on the YouTube last ad. Um, last episode yeah i've got the same dog as, as jason neil we're practically best buddies um our bank accounts are pretty similar as well so um 
Yeah, no Sam this evening either. I'm not entirely sure uh, where Sam is, and and no Nathan again. I've, I don't know. Maybe Nathan is is as we speak is finding a good spot for the uh, signed picture that he won from uh, from the yellow blockbusters, which Jason I... says what he wants back. Kids, we need to reinstate that. Yeah, I've I've got an issue about that quiz. As you know, we we have done many quizzes over the time, and I don't think. Um, they're a bit like a North Korean sort of election, aren't they? They're not totally above board. And I think Nathan, um, he just claimed to have got like <laughs> there was no evidence, was there? I noticed. Um, everyone else, everyone else like went off clearly to get a pen and paper. Nathan didn't, right? So either <laughs> he was just like had pen and paper there ready. Or he was lying through his teeth to get a signed photograph. You now, are in a catty mood today. You're accusing Nathan of cheating. You've upset Irish posh. No, oh, by no, the way, no. Irish posh, now that I'm you've not... lost Kisby as an ally, I'm happy to uh, to have you on board if you want to. I'm not me. saying he was cheating. I just said it looked like he was cheating. So um, no, there is a distinction. Nathan. Hey, he's not here um, to defend himself. I couldn't possibly comment. I wouldn't have said it if he was. No, I know you would. Congratulations. Well done. Um, But all I'm saying, I'm just trying to stick up for the little man. And by that, I mean everyone else, really, was in the quiz. (laughs) But I I did think, um, I did. It was nice of Jason to say that I was good at the yellow blockbusters. So that was nice of him. Oh, it's because he's the only one with any memory of the club over the last 15 years. That's all. Uh, Yeah, I think. Like our resident historian. We did, we did it, we did it against the listeners, didn't we? We used to phone them up and do it over the phone. That's we how I got involved. That's my first appearance. Was in the oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad we stopped doing that. Then, if people came <laughs> on to the bloody show after they'd been on the yellow block, and it was bizarre because we did used to have quite a good laugh when not what we don't now, of course, but we, no, we used don't. to have quite a good laugh because we used to be around our managers. Uh, um, producer's house in the att- no, literally in the attic. Yeah, it literally in the attic, and um, we used to like randomly ring phone numbers of people, and Jared used to say to him, whoever like answered the phone, Jared used to just say, "You're on the yellow blockbusters," then put the phone down on them. It probably didn't sound very funny, but it was quite. That's how you ended up with me. Funny. I don't even support people United. Yeah. No, we've got this you random really phone call. Yeah. I just got this random phone call sometime asking if I want to burn the yellow blockbusters. I thought it was related to food. So I said, yeah, and here I am now. So. Yeah, you Happy thought you'd day. be getting the delivery, didn't you? You were sadly mistaken. <laughs> oh, dear. Don't forget to subscribe and do please leave us a review and rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify. It helps us climb up the podcast charts. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as we've got more guest appearances lined up throughout the season. You can still see the Jason Neal interview on YouTube if you want to see what we all look like as well. Um, spoiler alert, I look a lot older than you think I am. Uh, join us in a fortnight when hopefully our season will be back on track. Up the posh. <laughs>
After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.